morning. Well, it's barely morning as it is currently 11.50 a.m. where I am. However, I wanted to get up here and I wanted to talk about something that has been rather looming on my mind, but I just haven't found the the willpower to actually talk about it. But here we are. It is Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. It's Sunday. I don't know what day it is. What day is it? Yes, it is Wednesday, April 15th. And today I want to talk about depression. As we all know, there is a pandemic going on outside. You know, there's a virus floating around the entire world. And with that comes heavy restrictions on what we can do, where we can go, what we can, you know, whether we can interact and whatnot. And during quarantine, I have come to the realization that it has become increasingly hard to get out of bed every morning. Um, I am actually currently recording this from my bed because why not? I find that it's hard to stay motivated during this time um, in a lot of ways. Um, I think depression is a real thing. And though I don't have what you would consider clinical depression, you know, I'm not clinically depressed. I'm not on medication. I'm not uh, continuously in a state of being depressed. However, I do know a lot of people who are, and nobody wants to be mentally evaluated (laughs) during this time because the reality is we're all going through something. Um, I apologize if you hear noise in the background as they are cutting the grass Uh, I thought that was a Thursday thing, but apparently they're doing it today. Um, But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Now is it? Anyway, to me, depression reads differently on everyone, obviously. Um, And sometimes it comes out in the the, the vices that people like to use. Some people have healthy coping mechanisms and others have not so healthy coping mechanisms. Um, I think during a time like this where we're all kind of locked in the house, can't really go out and socialize and be with our friends or our family, you start to realize that you might have more than one coping mechanism and it might not always be the best one. There are people who lean on creativity like myself I try to find things to busy my mind. I try to uh, write more. I try to paint more. I try to uh, take more pictures of if I can find something to take a picture of. I try to um, busy my mind as much as possible and without as much influence from media as possible. So that means I get up and there are days I don't turn the TV on until night there are many times where the tv is not on all day there are many times when i try my best not to check my phone all day um i find it increasingly harder especially the last few days to even answer the phone to uh text back uh you know i will text back but a lot of times if i see my phone actually ringing i'm not interested in talking it's nothing personal i just I just get drained by the thought of having a conversation and having to kind of like, you know, go back and forth with a person. Um, 
it's not that person's fault, obviously, but it's just one of those things where when you are going through it mentally, it's it's just hard. It's just hard to even entertain it. Um, some people are understanding. Some people are not so understanding. They want to know why you haven't answered their calls. They want to know why you're taking so long to get back to them. And the reality is, it's just it's just exhausting like it's just like the same way you feel on the other end bored out of your mind or um you know you're just over this entire situation I feel the same way but I deal with it in different ways um so you know I realize these things and I like I said my coping mechanisms are usually creative Um, but there are people who have vices and those vices could be, you know, drugs, you know, weed or whatever, alcohol, sex, and you're finding that people who normally would use something like sex can't use that right now because you can't have random people coming over or you can't, or you can, but it's at a risk to your own health and theirs, um, and anyone else you may have to be around, um, you know, if you work in healthcare, you know, it's it's risky to be having random hookups or whatever the case may be, because even though a person may say that they are uh, distancing and they haven't been around people, there's a good chance that they probably hooked up with someone else. And, you know, it's just the risk that you take. Um, now, if you work in healthcare and you're not really around people like that, you know, maybe that's a different story. But, you know, if you work directly with people, you should be ashamed (laughs) but then you have people who have vices like alcohol and you know they drink and I think there are more people drinking right now just as some sort of relaxant for the fact that we don't know what this virus is going to do even though you know there's not a high death toll from it the reality is we just don't know what it's going to do we don't know the long-term effects because we've never seen it that is why it's called the novel coronavirus we don't know and having to deal with the reality of literally going through something that will change history this is going to be in the history books it will be in the history books that uh the great nation of america failed miserably it will be in the history books that um other countries responded in a more positive light um ultimately we're we're going to see something that is going to rewrite the history books and it's 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 scary you know like it's it's scary and we're all having to deal with it in our own way for people who are introverted and naturally like to be away from people anyway we're learning that we actually need people just a little bit we actually need human interaction but sometimes uh, having to, to text back and be on the phone is just too much. <laughs> um, people who are extroverted are probably naturally losing their minds. Uh, people who are introverts who have to be in a house full of people, they're probably losing their minds. Um, people who are extroverted who aren't in a house full of people are probably losing their minds. So we're all going through something and I feel like mental health is about to take a real hit. We're about to see uh, the we're about to see people actually admitting and being vulnerable to being um, 
mentally unstable during this time because there's fear and there's anxiety and I think I really started taking anxiety and depression more seriously after I was diagnosed with it in 2016 and mine was more of a functioning depressed anxiety because I didn't realize that I had been through so much or had been through so much mental trauma. I remember my doctor asking me what could possibly be causing all this anxiety because, you know, I I was having racing heartbeat and just just so many different things were going on. And I remember (laughs) them running all these tests and finding absolutely nothing wrong. But I felt like absolute shit for for lack of better words, you know, not, you know, to make this that type of podcast but I'm just saying the reality is I remember feeling horrible like just not good not at all and and I remember going to the doctor and the doctor was just like well your tests are fine but what's really going on and when I finally opened up about my emotions is when she looked back at me and said oh sweet baby no wonder you're anxious that's a lot and you know we we carry it well but what happens when you don't have to carry it you know what happens when you don't have to put on a a straight face and go to work because there are plenty of people who have lost their jobs due to this there are plenty of people who are at home with their thoughts worried about how they're going to pay May's mortgage or rent, worried about how they're going to put food on the table. There's plenty of people who do get stimulus checks, but there are plenty of people who won't get the stimulus check. There are plenty of people who do not qualify for unemployment or whatever the case may be because maybe they were searching, maybe they were looking for a job when the pandemic hit and they didn't actually have one. Maybe, you know, I saw a story about a, a woman who is a mother in I'm not sure where they lived but she was saying that she served time uh, in prison for some stupid crime that she did when she was like 18 or 19 and because of that you know she's a felon she has a felony and it took her it was taking her a long time to actually find a job and so she had just started working I think maybe like a week at, and it was only part-time And when she lost her job due to the pandemic and because she was only working part time, she didn't she doesn't technically qualify for uh, well, I don't think she lost her job. I think she had to come out of work because, you know, her daughter couldn't go to school anymore. And um, it was just a number of things. But there was something about the loopholes of her situation that would make her not qualify for not only the stimulus check but also the unemployment assistance and you have a ton of people who fall in that gray area and I feel bad for them you know I think that the government tried to do as much as they could to include everyone possibly so that everyone could get a piece of this stimulus package but reality the reality is it's it's the package just doesn't work Um, So you're going to have a lot of people who are depressed and and unhappy and worried and, you know, it's going to hit us. It's going to hit us big time. And for me, I think my depression hits in a combination of ways because I am going through something on my own and I'm not alone in this. There are plenty of people who are going through the same thing that I'm going through, but 
I'm going through grief and you know my brother is also going through grief and <sighs> my situation I don't want to get into a lot of details was already really really bad <laughs> it was already pretty freaking rough uh before the coronavirus hit so to have to deal with what I was already dealing with in the isolation and feeling pretty alone in this world uh and then having to lose my niece in such a tragic way due to a fire and then having to try to find the mental energy and stability to be there for my brother then turn around and go through a pandemic and not be able to see him at all I can only text him call him FaceTime him but you know there's something about physical presence when you're grieving that makes such a difference and I know that I need it I need physical presence with my family I need physical presence more than anything right now and I I know that my brother needs it too we need each other but we don't want to, you know, I don't, we don't live close to each other. For one, we live almost two and a half hours apart. Um, so it's like, yeah, I could go and we could see each other, but at what risk, you know, like at what risk? And I'm not sure how stable he really is, you know, being that he was also in that house fire and his lungs and stuff are still currently kind of bouncing back and the last thing I would want to do is go and be around him and be you know maybe I've been exposed to this virus and I make him sick I would hate that I would hate for that to happen so I'm just trying to follow the guidelines as best as possible right now but understand that it comes with a price you know it comes with the price of um feeling lonely and wanting to be with your family um and your friends uh, I believe all my friends are just like we just miss each other and we just want to go to brunch and have mimosas and I'm not even sure that's what I miss honestly I think that I was pretty good with not being around people anyways but to an extent every now and then you do want a, a little social interaction you want human contact um but like I was saying before that my situation is a little different because I'm dealing with grief along with uh, a different type of depression um, I believe that depression comes from an anxiety of not feeling good enough and, and feeling um, inadequate especially during this time you know when you have to make things shake and everything is so uncertain um, I'm just being open and honest and transparent you just don't feel good enough sometimes and it's like you try and you try and you try but there's only so much you can do from the confinement of your house um, I believe that a lot of people are probably feeling this way and I can't be the only one <laughs> um, but I do know that when these moments, when these times hit me, um, pandemic or not, it is extremely beneficial and necessary for me. Um, but it's beneficial for me to go and, and meditate. There is something extremely satisfying and rewarding about 
getting yourself in the present moment. There is something extremely satisfying about not worrying about tomorrow and not focusing on what happened yesterday, but just being in the present moment because that's all we can do. We can always live in the present moment. We can never live in the future and we can never go back to the past. Um, I believe that doing that has helped me manage my anxiety uh, quite a bit. I can honestly say that since I've come off of my anxiety medication, which is just an antidepressant, if you didn't know, um, and being on antidepressants suck because for me, it just made me feel a whole lot of nothing. And for people that this matters for, it zaps your libido. Um, it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter much to me, but for a lot of people, that's a problem. You know, when you're on antidepressants and you, you're not feeling aroused at like ever, um, you can't get in the mood. Um, so, you know, antidepressants definitely have their side effects and they're, they're very strong side effects. And, uh, for me, I just did not like feeling like a robot. I didn't like feeling emotionless completely. Um, so, you know, I worked with my doctor and we eventually got off of the antidepressants and it was fantastic when I got off of it. (laughs) Um, and I haven't been on them since. And the way that I manage my depression, my anxiety and all that good stuff is changing, my diet was number one. Um, you have to kind of take away all that processed food and, you know, not to say that I ate a ton of it anyways. I don't eat out a lot. I never really eat fast food. It's so rare for me. Like once every maybe three, four months, um, I'm not really big on junk food like that. I would say the biggest vice I have occasionally is like chips and, you know, but even then that's very rare. Um, so whenever I did come away from that, those things, and I started implementing more fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, these are the things that the doctors have been telling us for centuries, (laughs) but for some reason, people just don't like to listen. But, you know, I, I started doing that, eating only home cooked meals and making sure that those home cooked meals had vegetables and um you know essential nutrients that we need and then getting out and going for just a walk um you know a nice long walk nothing that is uh super serious you don't have to you know walk 10 miles you don't have to um try to do it in the quickest time just go out and enjoy hearing the birds chirping and and smelling the flowers and you know it's springtime it's absolutely gorgeous outside so definitely go outside and fully enjoy everything that the great outdoors has to offer um and it's a beautiful time of the year where i am because it's not too hot and it's not it's not cold at all. It's just not too hot. It's just perfect. Um, and I think that really helps, you know, getting some sunlight that very much helps, uh, for me. Um, because like I said, I've been, I've been finding it hard to just get out of bed. Um, I've been finding it hard to answer the phone. I've been living on do not disturb. Um, 
I don't, I, you know, there have been plenty of times when I see messages and stuff, but I just don't respond. I just, I just, and it's nothing personal. I respond later, much later, hours later, maybe the next day. Um, but I have to respond when my energy levels say that I feel like responding, honestly. Um, and some people can't handle that. Some people don't understand your, you needing that time to yourself. Some people don't understand why you would need time to yourself, even if you are alone. <laughs> um, but in a world where we're constantly connected via technology, um, you need to kind of set boundaries sometimes. And sometimes that means having a day just to yourself to focus on just you. Now, I will get up and because uh, like I said, I'm still in the bed. <laughs> I will get up and I will go and I'll probably clean up my apartment because I feel like that's a very therapeutic thing as well. Um, just having a nice clean home makes you feel better. Um, science has proven it. <laughs> so, you know, doing laundry and, and doing a nice deep clean, especially during this time, you want to do deep cleans anyways, just because there's a whole virus floating around. Why would you not do a deep clean? But I find that doing that during this time just helps me feel more at peace um i'll probably do something creative uh probably take a, a photo for a cover for a book cover uh for my next book i will probably um let's see i'll probably call my dad i'll probably call my brother um you know i don't really foresee myself communicating too much other than that just gonna check in on them and make sure they're okay um, and then, mm, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll go for a walk. Uh, but these are all things that would help me feel better mentally. Uh, I know that during this time, we're all seeing something that we've never seen before. And the reality is we have to keep our peace as much as we possibly can, you know, around the world. Uh, you know, I have friends around the world and I check in with them from time to time, you know, just, just this morning, I got a text from one of my friends in the UK and unfortunately her mother was diagnosed with COVID-19 and that's difficult, uh, because she has a son, you know, and he's so young and they can't really be around the mom, obviously, because now the mom has to isolate. But now that means she's isolated from her whole family because her mom has her mom, her brother, her sister and her stepdad all live in that house. And they all have to be separate from her and her son. And it's it's like, wow, like, you know, this is the reality of what's happening. Um, and she's very close to her mother. So it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, but. <laughs> You know, it, it brings, I'm, I'm happy for technology in the sense that it brings us close during this time. You know, she's afraid, she's anxious, she's worried. And for her to be able to connect with me, um, I think she finds some sort of strength in me personally, just because of what I have gone through and I'm still standing and I'm still being resilient and I'm still finding a way to be who I am every single day. Uh, I think that speaks volumes about who I am as a person. And even though I may not always see it, like I said, I like right now I'm battling this depression and I'm battling feeling less than, and I'm battling, I'm battling this emotion of feeling inadequate. Um, but 
I'm doing my best. Uh, I doing, and I think that's what we have to kind of focus on right now, no matter what's going on. Even if you don't know, even if everything feels super uncertain, you have to realize that you are doing your absolute best during a time when nobody even knows what to do. So I hope that you're able to take something from what I'm saying today. I, I'm really pulling this from the depths of my soul because like I said I'm literally still in the bed I didn't feel like setting up my entire setup to record this um you know I the entire podcast I've been thinking about something to eat honestly uh (laughs) but I just want you to know that I'm going through my own thing and I'm doing the best I can to cope with what I am going through in a healthy way Uh, despite not being able to have access to, you know, family, friends, and, or just other things that I would normally do. I so miss walking by the river and we can't do that right now because it is a, a part of a park. So not able to do that. And I strongly miss it, (laughs) but you know, I'm making do and like, one of the craziest things I did last weekend, uh, I grilled out, right? And I have this cute little patio and it's always been there. But for some reason, I just never went out and sat on my patio. And I think what made me want to tell you guys this story is that somebody posted uh, on Facebook or something that for the first time ever, they went and sat out on the the balcony or their their patio or something and they were just like wow I I completely understand why old people do this now this is clutch and I was like yeah because I just kind of took a chair out there you know while I was grilling and it was just the most relaxing thing the temperature was perfect actually it was kind of cool that day I had a sweatshirt on but the temperature was perfect and it was it was just relaxing, you know, you could just see the little birds and the squirrels and there's this cat that roams our neighborhood. I call him White Boots. Um, he's gray with little white paws and um, he came around the corner and he looked a little startled like, what? There's somebody back here? <laughs> because the way my patio is, it faces, it's, my apartment building is one of many there's like 300 units in this complex but my apartment building faces uh well the back side of it faces just like the woods <laughs> so it's just really peaceful back there there's trees there's like magnolia trees and stuff and it's just very very peaceful and um i was just sitting back there just kind of chilling and minding my business and you know, we should do that more often. I don't know why we don't just take time to relax and sit outside and just appreciate the world and and nature for what it is. Sometimes getting back to who we are as people means getting back to what we're most comfortable with. I'm a kid from the South, raised in a rural area, a little countryside, you know, and for me, being outside was absolutely everything. So being outside during this time is what's really healing my mind, is healing me mentally, is is helping me through something that we never saw coming. And whatever it is that helps you feel better, as long as it's healthy and good for your body and your mind and your spirit, I say that you should do that. And in this jumble of words, 
as mixed up and crazy as it may have sounded, I really hope that I help somebody um, because just getting up here and talking to you all is helping me. Anyways, I hope that you're staying safe, staying home, and I hope that you're being healthy. At the end of the day, you know I'm always thankful. Thanks for listening.